This is the Adams Road Program. Adams Road is a Christian music ministry dedicated to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Today's program features Adams Road songs, Adams Road piano instrumental music, as well as music in the spoken word, offered to God as an aroma of Christ to help spread the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 4.13, Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. Today's reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 11. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus from Bethany, of the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who had anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother, Lazarus, was sick. The sisters therefore sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he for whom you have great affection is sick. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This sickness is not to death, but for the glory of God, that God's Son may be glorified by it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, and Lazarus. When therefore he heard that he was sick, he stayed two days in the place where he was. Then after this he said again to the disciples, Let's go into Judea again. The disciples told him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Aren't there twelve hours of daylight? If a man walks in the day, he doesn't stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if a man walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light isn't in him. He said these things, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going so that I may awake him out of his sleep. The disciples therefore said, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he spoke of taking rest and sleep. So Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, so that you may believe. Nevertheless, let's go to him. Thomas, therefore, who was called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go also, that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about fifteen stadia away. Many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Then when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary stayed in the house. Therefore, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that, whatever you ask God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will still live, even if he dies. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, God's Son, 
he who comes into the world. When she had said this, she went away and called Mary her sister, secretly saying, The teacher is here and is calling you. When she heard this, she arose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and were consoling her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews weeping who came with her, he groaned in the spirit, and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They told him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. The Jews therefore said, See how much affection he had for him. Some of them said, Couldn't this man, who opened the eyes of him who was blind, have also kept this man from dying? Jesus therefore, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see God's glory? So they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you listen to me. I know that you always listen to me, but because of the multitude that stands around, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. He who was dead came out, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Free him, and let him go. Therefore many of the Jews, who came to Mary and saw what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things which Jesus had done. The chief priests, therefore, and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What are we doing? For this man does many signs. If we leave him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But a certain one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is advantageous for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation not perish. Now he didn't say this of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not only for the nation, but that he might also gather together into one the children of God who are scattered abroad. So from that day forward, they took counsel that they might put him to death. Jesus therefore walked no more openly among the Jews, but departed from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, 
he stayed there with his disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand. Many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they sought for Jesus and spoke with one another as they stood in the temple. What do you think? That he isn't coming to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had commanded that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. Jesus says in this chapter, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? This next song is called Resurrection from the Adams Road album, It's So Simple. Surely live again 
precious hands I am saved now and will be in the end He is the life and resurrection Though I will die I'll surely live again Cause I
is left you in charge of feeding the other servants, then be sure that you serve them and do as he said. Don't be fooled into thinking that you can abuse them and take what is not yours, cause the master will come out of power and you do not. from the Adams Road album, Enemy of the Cross. When Mormon missionary Micah Wilder set his sights on bringing a Baptist pastor and his congregation into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he couldn't have imagined that the entire trajectory of his life was about to be changed forever. Micah's passionate effort to convert these Christians was met by a surprising challenge. To read the Bible through the eyes of a child, letting the word speak for itself. He learned of a God whose love did not have to be earned, and he wrestled with the radical idea of God's mercy for the remaining 18 months of his mission. As he struggled to reconcile the teachings of his church with the truths revealed in the Bible, he encountered the true character of Jesus for the first time and awakened to his need for his grace. Passport to Heaven is a gripping account of Micah's journey from living as a devoted member of a religion based on human works to embracing the divine mercy and freedom that can only be found in Jesus Christ. As I lay there contemplating the vastness of the love that had been so extraordinarily conveyed to me, the magnitude of Christ's atonement exploded in my heart like a supernova, radiating far beyond my mortal vessel and bringing with it the desire to fall to my knees. The Holy Spirit then began painting a picture of perfect love before me in mere seconds that I had waited a lifetime to understand. Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, after having been betrayed and falsely condemned, 
was dragged into the streets of Jerusalem, where he was brutally beaten, fiercely scourged, spat upon, and publicly scorned. The blameless and spotless Lamb of God cried in agony as a vicious crown of thorns was thrust onto his head, and the Roman soldiers mocked him, saying, Behold, the King of the Jews. And yet Jesus was the King of all kings and now sits triumphantly at the right hand of God. Through him, the vast universe and all its glory was created, and yet he was led to Calvary where he was crucified on a tree formed by his own hands, nailed to it by the very people he came to redeem. And there, on Golgotha's rocky hill, the very word of God made flesh, endured with incomparable humility the most excruciating and harrowing death the world has ever seen. God's immeasurable love for all mankind was on full, heartbreaking display as Jesus bore in his stricken body the sins, iniquities, and infirmities of the world. Bleeding the precious blood of eternal atonement on the cross, the Messiah paid, in full measure, the debt that we owed God because of our transgressions. But this priceless offering wasn't just a collective sacrifice, it was personal, it was intimate, it was for me. The Savior of the world drank the cup of wrath that I deserved and freely poured out his soul to death for me. As my kingly substitute, he willingly took my place on the cross of Calvary and died on my behalf, a guilty sinner, all the while looking into my eyes and proclaiming his ineffable love for me. Jesus endured a transcendent passion that was driven by an infinite and intimate love that surpasses all knowledge and understanding. He suffered and died because he loved. And for the joy that was set before him, Christ endured the cross. My salvation was that joy. How could anyone love me so much? It was only in this metamorphic flash of grace that it was impressed on me with such an unparalleled intensity just how deep and wide and magnificent that love really was. A love that drove Christ to endure the unthinkable and while suffering unspeakable pain, see my very face. This was a profound love that encompassed the very essence and nature of God himself. This was the sacrificial agape love I had long been waiting for. The only love that could eternally satisfy. Truly, there is no greater expression of love. You can learn more about this book at adamsroadministry.com. Passport to Heaven can be found wherever books are sold. This is the Adams Road Program. Adam's Road is a Christian music ministry dedicated to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Today's program features Adam's Road songs, Adam's Road piano instrumental music, as well as music in the spoken word, offered to God as an aroma of Christ to help spread the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. Check out the Adam's Road website at adamsroadministry.com there you can download our songs for free, as well as our spoken word and instrumental music content. In addition, we share testimonies about the love of Jesus Christ and how He's transformed our lives. Please contact us through our website if you're interested in scheduling our Adams Road team for a time of song and testimony, 
Or if you're interested in scheduling our pianist for a time of spoken word, piano music, and testimony. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you all.